Welcome back to just another fantasy football podcast. Today, we are jumping into our rookie running back rankings. We are going to give you the guys we like the best, the landing spots we like the best and least, and we are also going to give you a trade of the week from one of our leagues dealing with a running back. But before we get into all that, as always, Aaron, start us off with any barely relevant news that's going on in the dead zone of fantasy football. Yeah, it's funny that you call this the dead zone because it does seem like the offseason has been slowing down as of late and we don't really get that much news. Um, so, But this week we got news right after we published our quarterbacks episode that Sam Darnold was traded to the Panthers from the Jets. The Panthers gave up their sixth round pick this year and they gave up their second and fourth round pick next year. I think that's an awesome trade for the Panthers. I think Darnold is a, is a big improvement over Teddy Bridgewater. I still have some hope in, in Sam Darnold. I don't think he's as bad as he's been on the Jets. Um, and, and with those, so those picks next year are going to be even later than the ones that they have this year, I'm hoping. So I think that's a really good, really good all around deal for the Panthers. Um, Sam Darnold's walking into the best situation probably of his career up to now. He has the best weapons he's probably had across the board and then coaching upgrades and with Matt rule and Joe Brady, um, they turned Teddy Bridgewater into a serviceable quarterback and still only won. um, a few games they lost a few close ones so um i think everyone in the panthers organization is pretty excited that they got sam Darnold and they got sam Darnold for that for that price all right and in case you're new here what we do before we get into this year's rookie rankings is we give you an idea of the types of guys we like some hits and misses we've had in the past and we're going to talk about one guy we loved and one guy we hated at the running back position last year. And so start us off, Aaron, and tell us who is the running back you loved more than anybody else last year. Well, Peter can vouch for me. Um, I loved Antonio Gibson before the NFL draft. Before, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty now that he had a season under his belt. But I loved him before he got drafted, before he played running back, all that, all that jazz. Um, Listen, he, we don't have to showed, lie on this podcast. You don't have to qualify it. Like, I will call you out if you were lying, as people have already heard. He loved Antonio Gibson before anyone else. I had drafts, multiple drafts, the day after the NFL draft, and I got Antonio Gibson in the third round yeah, in two different leagues because Aaron was obsessed with him. And then what's hilarious is, as much as Aaron loved him, sometimes he has trouble putting his money where his mouth is, and I even told him in the league we're against each other in, I was going to take him with my early second round pick, and Aaron did nothing to jump ahead of me to get him. So even Aaron needs to learn how to double down and absolutely smash the like button on a certain guy as opposed to just just putting your words there. You're misremembering the exact situation. I didn't have a second right. round pick, and you got him with the, the 301. I didn't have a second round pick. I picked two of oh, Swift in the first. 301? Yeah, you got him pretty late, even in our 10-team league. Oof. Um, yeah. Well, dude, that was your problem. But my point is, you easily could have traded for one of those late second round picks ahead of me if you really wanted him. You could have traded for 301. I, I made you multiple offers for Antonio Gibson for 301 before he blew up, and you didn't take it. And the one you laughed most at is after Antonio Gibson seemed like he was going to be good, I offered him you for Odell Beckham, and you laughed me off the face of the earth. And now I would I, never take I that trade if that. you offer it to me. <laughs> oh, yes, you did. I wouldn't you laugh like, at anyone for Odell. I wouldn't laugh at anyone for Odell, but I. I wouldn't I wouldn't have traded him there. Right. No. Well, this is true. We're not we're not doing the hindsight is 2020 thing. This is true. He loved him. That's absolutely true. And you can vouch for me. 
My love at running back last year was Cam Akers. I'm a homer, Florida yep. State. That's my guy. He was a stud. He was the number one recruit his year with Najee Harris, who I'm sure we're going to talk about in today's episode. They were the stud high school running backs. He was Mr. Mississippi or wherever he was from playing quarterback there. Absolute stud. Loved him. I was a little scared after the first couple weeks when he yeah. went down like a feather, but we stuck through it, and now we are passing up on Alvin Kamara for him um, in a league, Ooh. and we love him. I own him basically everywhere. I love Cam Akers. I love him. I loved him before. He was my running back one above everybody else, pre-draft and post-draft. I loved him, and I took him everywhere. So that yeah, was I my remember, love. Who did you? I remember week one when he when he was getting arm tackled, and we kind of just looked at each other like, uh, <laughs> side eye. <laughs> what? What's going on? It's here? like this. This he's got to get his sea legs right. Yeah. Well, uh, he could be Todd Gurley now. That's what we're hoping for. Yeah. All right. Who'd you hate? Uh, Keyshawn Vaughn. Um, I, everyone was hyping him up. SEC, thousand yard rusher, did it against the big guys like Bama. Um, he was going late first round. I think he went like 109 in every draft we had. Yeah. We draft pretty close to the NFL draft, too. Yeah, we draft more pretty close to the NFL draft. I think one of our drafts starts the night the draft ends. And then the next one I think we have is, is, the following week so it's it's given limited information but even with the information we had at that point i didn't really like Keyshawn vaughn i love that he went yeah. to the bucks but um and no one for foreknew that you know leonard fournette was going to come in and eat his lunch yeah and a lot of this is a lot of this is kind of pre-draft before we knew where they went and Keyshawn vaughn was just kind of a blah prospect to me he just didn't have a lot of excitement to him unlike my hate which hate is a strong word but we mean relative to value and the guy I own in exactly zero leagues, there's not a ton of players that you can say that about for me because I'm in too many leagues, but a guy I own nowhere that I'm going to call my hate is Clyde Edwards-Alaire. And I think I it's an incomplete. I still think he's good. I think he could be good this year, but I think he's a product of the system at LSU. I don't think he's got huge upside, but he's obviously in a system that He'd be happy to be a product of this year for the Chiefs, obviously. Um, but he was a prospect I never really loved. Everybody put him number one. I didn't. When pre-draft, when everybody had him in that tier one, I don't know if it was because they you know, had an inkling of where he was going to go, but everybody was acting like he was as good as Jonathan Taylor, J.K. Dobbins, Cam, Cam Akers, and uh, Swift. And I think all those guys have significantly more upside than Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I think they're significantly better players um, and more durable bodies um, than Clyde. We'll see if that ends up being right. But that was kind of my, you know, quote-unquote hate at running back, if you want to call it that. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I had I had him, uh, I had the top four all in the same tier. Just kind of pick whoever you love the most. And I had Clyde outside of that tier, if I recall correctly. Um and I had him in a tier by himself, and then it was a drop down to Gibson ahead of Vaughn, um, four, six, and seven. Um, but I didn't like. And then obviously draft night changed everything. He's the first running back taken in the first to like the best offense in the league. Um, so that shot a lot of people out of control. But I think as far as like a prototypical running back, obviously you like the four. Um, you like the four more than him, or that's that's what me and you would agree on. And then, mm-hmm. um, but just him getting the draft capital is, I think, what shot people over the moon um, and caused them to take them first or second. I mean, and rightfully so. I mean, it's we're dealing with hindsight here, but um, we didn't. We also didn't like him at the time. And then here at the end, at the end of one year, I would say that 
you'd probably want all four of those guys over him if you had to read Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. So we're talking about this year's rookies. Well, well, I guess we'll start with just kind of your tier one. How many running backs are in your tier one? I think we both have two. No, I have three. No, you have three. You have three. Sorry, I misspoke. Yes. I have two. You have three. All right. So, and I actually, so go ahead. Tell us your two. Tell us the order you have them right now. The order I have them in is Travis Etienne, number one, and Najee Harris, number two. Wow. That's shocking to me. That's really surprising to me that you have Etienne. We kind of hated Etienne last year. We kind of yeah. hated him last year. If he was going to come out last year, we weren't going to own him anywhere. We'd have him behind yeah. Ceh. We would have had him. Be, we would have yeah. him late. He'd be like he with Gibson, a, Vaughn, and Ceh. No, but I think he would have been didn't. with Gibson for me. I would have had him above Gibson. I would have him after Ceh and above Gibson. He would have been kind of like in no man's land on a tier all to himself, where like I didn't love him, but I got to take him because like obviously he's a real running back, and I didn't even think Antonio Gibson was a real running back. Um, so he kind of was there, but now he's yeah. in my tier one too. I'm shocked you have him number one. I thought you'd have Najee I number think, one. I think as a raw prospect, I think what he brings to the table, I think it's hard to say that because like I'm going to sound like an idiot because of what Bama just did and everyone's like Najee is consensus one. But I think um, as a raw prospect, I think Etienne brings more to the table than Harris. And I think if, they, if he goes to the right landing spot, which is yet to be seen, um, I think that could that can boost him above Harris even more. If he goes to somewhere so like I, Arizona and, and like, Hey, Harris goes, we're not giving, okay, we're not okay, giving okay, away okay, landing okay, spots yet. My bad. But yeah. Okay. So if he goes to a great landing spot, okay, I get that. So would you let landing spot dictate your rankings here between those two? Yeah. That's okay. They're I think in the same I would tier. too. They're in the same tier. Whoever goes to the better landing spot, I would probably lean. Yeah. I think I have these three guys so close together. I've changed the way I've had them ranked a million times. Um, Javante Williams is the third guy I have in this tier in case anybody was surprised about that. And I really think landing spot will dictate how I have him ranked. But right now I actually have Etienne third. I have Najee Harris first, Javante Williams second and Etienne third, just raw without landing spots. But I think they're all so close. They're all crazy explosive, have huge upside. I really like these three guys. I'm pretty much done after them three, though, as far as loving guys. Now, that could all change. You know, Rashad Penny going in the first round changed (laughs) that for him. Sony Michelle bumped him up. I mean, those weren't great examples, but they were kind of surprises as early as they went. So that could change things if somebody else goes super early, like some of the guys we're going to talk about. But is there anybody else besides Etienne and Harris that you're super excited about? Are you even excited about Javante Williams or no? Yeah, I'm excited about him. He's he's in my tier two. Um, Just... Is he uh, alone not, or is there another guy? No, I have I have him in a tier with Kenny Gainwell. And that's gonna okay. that's gonna sound like a confusing tier because I think they're two different players, obviously. Um but but from a prospect's uh viewpoint, um uh, if, if Kenny Gainwell, Gainwell goes to an awesome landing spot, um, you know, I could I could see them as interchangeable. I think I think Kenny Gainwell's more of a more of a cast a pass catching running back. Um if he goes to the right offense, it's gonna use him out of the backfield. Um, I could see them being similar. So I think Harris, Javante Williams, and Etienne are kind of in that tier or right behind that tier with I had I had Akers and Taylor, Jonathan Taylor kind of a little bit ahead, and then JK and Swift. So I kind of have Etienne, Harris, and Williams with Ak- or with um with Swift and and Dobbins 
and CEH. They'd kind of be mixed in with them, probably behind Swift and Dobbins and ahead of CEH, but they would kind of be in a tier together, those five or six guys. Um, And I'm really excited about them. I think they could be awesome. How high, if they land in your number one landing spot, how high could you have one of your tier one running backs in dynasty rankings overall for running backs? Ooh, that's a good question. So, so I'll tell like, you mine so, as you're so thinking. So if Etienne, if Etienne or Harris goes to like an awesome landing spot this year, how high would I have them overall? Correct. Correct. Okay, go ahead. So let me give you your because uh, I didn't tell you I was going to ask you. So let me give you mine while you're thinking about it, and I'll kind of tell you why. So I could have them as high as 15. Okay, and that's right behind guys like uh, Zeke, Derrick Henry, Aaron Jones and then Swift and CEH. It's right behind those kind of guys. I don't think I could bump them above there without seeing anything, even if they go to the perfect spot. But I have them ahead of guys like Josh Jacobs, Antonio Gibson, Eckler, Mixon, James Robinson. I could bump them ahead of those guys if they go to the perfect landing spot. We all want young running backs. The young running backs that are in stud landing spots and locked starters are gold and so hard to find. But I I don't think they're getting above 15 for me. Um, They could be in the mix kind of with a tier for some of those guys, but that's right around where I'd have them is right around 15 if they land in the perfect spot, which is still a huge asset to get in dynasty football. Yeah. Just looking at my rankings here, I have them around the same thing. I have, um, Harris as 16 and Etienne as 14. I think, I think when you do rankings, um, pre-draft, you're kind of baking in like best possible situation. Um, sure. And after the NFL draft, you're probably adjusting down from there. So uh, when you do rankings before the actual NFL draft, when you get draft capital or any landing spot information, um, that's where I'd have them. I have them in the rent, around the same spot. So um, I have so I'd have Etienne above Derrick Henry. So Derrick Henry would be between Etienne and Harris, and okay. he'd still be above. I'd have him above Joe Mixon. Um, I'd have him above Gibson, <laughs> and I'd have him just behind uh, who's. Uh, 13 Aaron Jones and Zeke so about the same about the same okay so when we talk about my tier two it starts with Kenny Gainwell and that's the end of yours um there are three more guys I have in this tier really um yeah there are three more guys I have right with them I don't know if it's the same as the next three guys you have but it's Trey Sermon Michael Carter and Chuba Hubbard all in yeah. the tier with Kenny Gainwell. And those are the guys I would have in kind of the Antonio Gibson um, uh, range as last no year. Shot. Guys, no shot. Guys I could get excited about if they land in a good spot. I think they've got some pop. Some of them could be fun. But I don't think they're anywhere near lo- – I don't mean what we know now about Antonio Gibson. I'm not putting them yeah. anywhere near him. I have him top 20. I mean last year as a prospect, as a guy that was a wide receiver, who knows how it's going to transition – um, he went to kind of a gross offense. I, I kind of have them in that range right now pre-draft is what I'm saying. And if they go to my number one landing spot, I could see myself taking them at the end of a first round, even though I think it would be gross and it could turn into Keyshawn Vaughn. But those are those four guys that are kind of in that area for me. Where do you have those three guys, Sermon, uh, Chuba Hubbard, and Carter? I have them. Those three make up my next tier so those three are my tier three okay. Chuba Hub- in order so, chuba hubbard michael carter trey sermon so we have them exactly flipped because i have sermon carter hubbard yeah it I'm all depends on confident. you know sermon's injury 
Yeah, me too. Uh, me neither. I'm not confident in them. You can put them in any order as far as I'm concerned. All right. What's your next tier? Um, quick note. Uh, you want to talk about someone going back to school with Etienne. How, how bad does that suck for Chuba Hubbard? Um, well, you have him as the fifth running back. I mean, I don't know if he would have been much higher than that yeah, last but year. I mean, yeah, I mean, yes. But last year he was looked at. He was in the discussion with those guys. He's coming off his 2,000-yard. Uh, it was like a shocker. He didn't, he didn't declare. Um, yeah. The fact that he went back and now he's, you know, behind guys like Javante Williams and Kenny Gainwell, which, I mean, you knew he was going to be behind Etienne and Harris because those guys didn't declare also. those. Uh, can you imagine how stacked that running back class would have been if all Could these guys been. declared? I mean, yep. I guess it was smart on them because now they're going to go, you know, into the first, early second round and and have less competition per se. But, like, good Lord. Um, so my next tier is two guys. I have um, – I probably need to adjust this after seeing his pro day. But I have Jamar Jefferson and Kylan Hill. Those are my next two as well in the same order, Jamar Jefferson and Kylan Hill. I am definitely going to lower Jamar Jefferson. I think he ran like a four seven or something like that. Something really bad. His pro, his pro day all around was was really bad. I'm well, not gonna lower him too much because I I mean this year is hard to it's hard to make adjustments based off of athletic testing when you have it you know in the conditions that it's going with pro days and and it's not an organized combine. But um, I'm I'm lower on Jefferson. Yeah, I think I never thought he had a chance to be like, or I don't think he has a chance to be super special. Like none of no. these guys, I don't think any of these guys have like a chance to be like amazing guys. Um, I actually also have Demetric Felton um, in this tier with them. He's in the four fives as far as his 40s go. He's the UCLA running back. I think he's shown some flashes. But again, these guys are, are like long shots to me. Um, again, we're not going to do 25 pre-draft rookie running back prospects here because these are shots in the dark already, in my opinion. That's really the last guy I feel confident about talking about that I think has some upside. But Jefferson Hill and Felton, to me, depending on landing spot, they'll probably, you know, if they can get drafted in a spot where they're a committee and maybe an injury happens, they're that type of guy. You know, they're a Benny Snell kind of guy, probably not even that good. Um, but there are Benny Snell type guys for me. Um, they're not guys I'm going to get super excited about no matter where they land. You All right, Benny why don't Snell you pick... football? Benny Snell football doesn't get you excited? Yeah, it was like a fever last year. It was like a fever last year when he took over. Everyone thought they had the next <laughs> great thing. Yeah, I remember uh, th- there was a time in the league where a guy was making fun of me because I wouldn't give him Daryl Henderson for Benny Snell. <clears throat> and then it flipped and he was and then I was making fun of him for not giving me Benny Snell for Daryl Henderson and then it flipped back and then it flipped back and it turns out nobody really wants either one of those it's guys. It's just a so. battle of all the just jags that are available. We both lose that one. So yeah. any any other running back prospects you want to talk about before we get into landing spots? Any other ones that you can get excited about? Yeah, I would I could say I can I can see I guess I could move the next three guys I have into that tier with Jefferson and Hill now that I'm looking at it. I have three guys here, um, two based solely kind of on their pro day. I didn't really know who they were, and then I, I saw their pro day, and I checked out some film on them, and I, I could see them, you know, if they had a shot, they could they could do something with it. Um, those three guys I have here are Dion Jackson out of Duke, Jarrett Patterson, um, 
and Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell, I had no idea who he was, honestly. And then uh, it's a pro day, but he, he, I think he ran like a 4.39 or something like that. And I was like, okay, I'll check this guy out. And um, he looks he looks like um, a lot of what this class is lacking. Um, like the, the size and the speed is what, what made me check him out. And I'm, I can see where you can make a case for there's not a lot of guys that are, you know, 5'10", 6 foot, 2'10", 2'20". Um, and then that have the speed and the, and the talent and this and the skills that he has. So, um, you know, you have, you have smaller guys like Kenny Gainwell and then, and Michael Carter. And then you have, um, other guys that are just, you know, shots in the dark, like Jamar Jefferson and Kylan Hill. Um, I would throw Elijah Mitchell in there with them. Jarrett Patterson of Georgia Southern, uh, Buffalo, University of Buffalo. I yeah, think he Buffalo. may have started at Georgia Southern and then gone to Buffalo. Yeah, whatever. I don't even know who these guys are. So, whatever. Yeah, like I, I mean, I know that I know the uh, Duke guy, and he's not that good. Um, he looked pretty. I good. wouldn't be excited about him at all. I mean, Duke, no, I Duke's not that good, but he looked. He looked like yeah. he can. He looked like he was playing. Uh, he was playing as a freshman, and and he looked. He looked. He looked like he he belonged as a freshman, and that's what just made me put him in rankings in general. Yeah. And then, I mean, we always have they to were mention... Feeding him the, they were feeding him the ball as a freshman, I should say. We have to mention guys that are on the all-name team. So Puka Williams gets a shot. I think he ran a good 40 time, too, at his pro day, which I don't really trust those numbers, but Puka Williams... When he had his pro day, I texted you, he's missing all the toes on one of his foot. That's I'm like, pretty I'm like, how did, I did not know that, and how is that, how is that <laughs> information that's just now coming to the surface? There's a running back trying to go to the NFL that has a club foot, basically. Oh, well. Yeah, it, it ain't good. So, all right, so we talked about the running backs. There's actually not a ton we're super excited about, but there are some good landing spots. What is the Tier 1 landing spot situation for you for these rookie running backs? How many teams do you have in them? You already mentioned the Cardinals. They're in my Tier 1. Are they your number one team overall? Your boy um, Chase Edmonds is just going to be DOA? Yeah, I love Chase Edmonds. But I think... I think if if a running back went to the Cardinals and like they took him at sixteen or even traded back later in the first round Ugh. to like the early twenty, I know they Gross. they shouldn't they definitely should not take a running back. I don't in the think first they will. At 16. But I'm just saying if they did, I would I would hope they would trade back and take one in like the late first, and you could make the argument that um, that would be an it would it'd be kind of like a Ceh situation. I mean it's not as high it's they're not the Chiefs obviously, but anytime. I mean, how how many of these running backs do you think are actually going to go in the first round? I think two have a shot. I don't and think it's any late. will. I, yeah, so I, I think two have a shot, and it's slim, and you don't think any of them will. But if, if you know, you get a CEH situation where you get a guy that goes, like, they trade back to, like, say they trade back with the Saints at 28, and they take just a running back, he's going to get that immediate first-round running back boost. And if it's Etienne or Harris on top of that, like um, – I think that would All right, that so would you think, boost them up. So you think high. that's number one. So you think that's yeah. number one spot. I think, I think Vegas Dolphins, over under Vegas over under for running backs in the first round is going to be one one point five would be my guess. Yeah, that's. But I, all right, all right. I so wouldn't even know which side to bet on that. Um, Cardinals, you have. I mean, uh, Cardinals and Dolphins. Anybody else? Cardinals, Dolphins, Jets, Steelers. Oof. You have Jets as like a, a absolute no, stud landing spot. Not studs, not stud. So I'm talking about studs. your tier one. Yeah, your okay, tier so one landing spot. Arizona spots. Dolphins, Steelers, Bills. Yeah, that's what I have too. 
same exact one, but I have Steelers number one pretty easily for me. Yeah, Steelers I mean, number. One, I mean, did that? Any of, any of did our top? hold on, hold on? Did our news of the week? Kalen Balaj throw you off the Steelers landing spot? <laughs> Is that why that was some news of the week last week that we really needed to talk about? No. <laughs> All right. So so you have Cardinals number one. I have Steelers number one. Then we both agree Bills and Dolphins belong in that conversation. Um, anything else you want to mention about those landing spots? I mean, the Bills, I guess, are there just because their offense seems so good, but I still think I it's kind of gross. Like, I'm not going to want a yeah. guy. I'm not going to want a guy that goes to the Bills. I'm just unless not. they're taking – Unless they're Singletary. Like- yeah, unless they're taking like Najee Harris and like trading up for it, and like they're making a clear statement that this this running back of all of our running backs is the one, um, I feel like it's just going to be adding another guy to that already gross committee, where it's like, yeah, they're an awesome team, and you want running backs on awesome teams, but when you have, you know, three, you know, two average quarterbacks and an awesome running back, like like I don't know, it just it just muddies the water. Um, yeah, so that's kind of gross. The Dolphins, I'm really excited about. That's something they're missing. I, th- I would love Etienne there or Javante Williams. I think yeah, it'd be really be fun there. I would like Harris in the to go to the Steelers. That would be my, you know, he he. That's could like a Steelers pick. That's like a Steelers near pick. the top twelve. Yeah, he could get up into that top fifteen easily for me overall dynasty running backs if he goes to the Steelers. All right, tier two for landing spots. Where else are you excited to see somebody go? Jets are there uh, for me. I Jets, assume you do. Yeah, just because that's a spot anyone could walk in and take over. Um, I have three more teams that I don't know if you're going to agree with, but I, I could get excited if like a Kenny Gainwell went there or somebody else that was kind of in that tier two for us for potentially taking over. All right, well, let me finish here. Um, so I have the Jets in tier two. I, I'd probably put the Falcons in tier two, even though they signed Mike Davis. It seems like they're going to yep. add... They're going to add someone, whether it be like the late second or early or the third round. Um, what's the other team? I think that's it, actually. You might, you might be missing one. I think you might. Those, uh, are, the, San- those are all the ones that like have potential like walk into starting positions. <clears throat> yeah. So I get why those are the most exciting. But to me, these three spots, I think they could really take over and be good. Okay. Number one, your. Cincinnati Bengals. Get out of here. I think if they take somebody, I think Joe Mixon could be Get RIP. Get out of here, dude. <laughs> SOL, take a walk, bro. They just you, signed you him to like a potential. five-year extension. It's got like one more year on it that matters. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I don't think. He could just it. be a backup running back. So, Bengals, oh, I gosh, think I'm looking this they up could use quick. somebody. All right. That's number one. Number two, the Broncos with Melvin Gordon. As much as I like him for this year. He's probably going to be dead soon, and I think if they took a running back, that could be somebody that in the future could be somebody that you're definitely going to want, somebody that could grow into that position. And number three, this is also this is kind of crazy, the Tennessee Titans. Ooh. Derrick Henry has to break down at some point. He can't get 100% of their meaningful running back touches. Jeremy McNichols and scrubs like that were playing last year. I think if they got somebody decent like a Michael Carter, I think it would be really fun in Tennessee. If Michael Carter went to Tennessee, you wouldn't be excited about him? You could, but I feel like you get excited about that running back. Like What was it last year, Darrington Evans? Yeah, but he I like Michael Carter a million times more than Darren Tennant. No, yeah, That's my I, point. I would too, I think it was somebody I guess, good. I feel like it's every running back that goes there. It's the same narrative. He's got to break down at some point. He's got someone's got to be the lightning to Derrick Henry's thunder. And it's like you never no, see a play Yeah, out. but they didn't 
But they didn't take anybody like that. That's my point. If they took somebody like that, I think it'd be exciting. I'm telling you right now, Chuba Hubbard could take Joe Mixon's job. I hope he does. He'd probably take his girlfriend, Get too. Get out of here, dude. He'd knock him. Mixon would knock him out. <laughs> his girlfriend? Is that who you're talking about? No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But here, so Joe Mixon has, he just signed a four-year, $48 million contract. Um, he's... Pr- as far as guaranteed money goes, I could. He's gonna be this there is year for two. another two years. Isn't this year two? Isn't this year two? No, last year was the last year of his rookie contract. This is year All one right, so of he's his got new this contract. This year, next year. All right, that's fine. Two years, they can get rid of him. Whatever. All right. Where are some bad landing spots for you? I've got three. Bad landing spots. I mean, there's and, a and lot these are of kind obvious. of spots that. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm not uh, talking about that. I'm talking about guys where they – let me give you – I'll just give you my three because I looked up some some where some of these draft experts were saying team needs were running backs. So these, these are three that I just totally disagree with and would hate if anybody went there. Tell me if you agree with that or disagree. Number one, the Redskins. Number two, the Bucks, And number three, the Ravens. Please, God, no more running backs to the Ravens. Yeah, I was I was I would have said – I would have – it's a short list. I think the first two would have made it. Definitely the Bucks. Um People aren't really people weren't really sold on Rojo to begin with, and then Lenny being back for one more year. I think people can talk themselves into like, there's no one after this year, kind of like a Melvin Gordon situation, um, and and maybe fall in love with a guy that they pick. They're not going to pick a, a high end running back. Um, Washington makes no sense for them to do any of that. And then you said the Ravens, they. I hope they don't. I just hope I feel they like don't. they're gonna. I feel like they're gonna. I just hope it's somebody bad. I mean, they, I hope they it's kept your boy Gus. from. I hope it's your boy from the University of Buffalo. I hope they just take him, Jarrett. Sit, yeah, sit him back there and tell him the show. Maybe the Duke dude. Just the sit Duke back there dude. and relax. No, and let let take, JK take over. No, the Duke guy might take over uh, Gus's job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Come in there, headhunting. So. So, yeah, those are the spots I kind of just don't want to see running backs go, and I won't be excited if some of the guys we like go there. Like, if Javante Williams ends up at one of those places, that would really suck. I would like, add, I could see the Redskins um, doing something like that. I would add the 49ers to that list. <laughs> um, I've yeah, seen I don't know. Them, I've seen I think them, if they like, took... saying they need to get a good running back. I'm like, but then you have Moster, And then, like, Wilson came on. And then, I mean, I know it's getting a little bit clearer with, like, McKinnon and Tevin Coleman leaving. But they but, like, resigned Wilson, have... right? Yeah, so it's still Mostert and Wilson, and then like whoever you're, if you're bringing someone in, like, no, thank you. There's far worse committees. I rather, and then especially with Shanahan, like, he's awesome. He's an awesome coach, but for running backs, it's it's a nightmare. Yeah, it's. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think it'd be the worst one. Like, I'd still definitely draft <laughs> the rookie 49ers running back in places. I just don't know if they have enough draft yeah, capital to do stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if it's some fifth round pick, I'm not interested. I take them in the Duke third or boy, fourth pick if I like them. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But I, I don't think this is that great of a running back class, to be honest. I think that it's decent. I think the wide receiver class is the gem of this class. We're going to talk about that next week. Um, but as far as it goes today, we do have one trade of the week to talk about, and it is an offer I received in a Dynasty League that I rejected after some discussions with Aaron, and we talked about it, and that was his, not Aaron's, but the guy offering it to me, Amari Cooper for my Ezekiel Elliott. Um, probably trying to buy a little bit low there. I'm not super excited about either guy, but running backs are so hard to get in this league. So eventually I rejected it for that reason, but I did counter. Um, and my counter offer was Ezekiel Elliott 
and Henry Ruggs for Amari Cooper and Chris Carson. And he quickly rejected that, and that's kind of where the trade discussions ended. Huh. I just couldn't lose a running back. I needed a running back. I didn't think that was that bad of a counter, did you? No. I, I, when you sent that to me, I didn't. you didn't tell me that he rejected it, but when you sent it, I was quickly, like, okay, like you, immediately. you upgrade at wide receiver and you downgrade. I mean, depends on how exactly. people feel on Carson. Those those are two polar. Rugs and Carson are kind of polarizing, in my opinion. Exactly. It depends people, on what you feel about Rugs. I yeah. think. A lot of people really, really hate him, and a lot, of, a lot of people don't mind holding on to him. I don't think yeah. you can say like yeah. anyone loves him, but um. yeah, I mean Zeke clearly over Carson for most people. I have them back to back. Amari over Rugs for most people, but so many dynasty guys just love these young players and these young wide receivers, thinking they're going to break out. So I decided to throw it off. I didn't think it was a bad offer. He quickly rejected. This guy's really annoying. Everybody hates him in the league because he tries to trash you for every trade offer and then he literally makes the worst trade offers. I didn't think his offer to me was that bad. I just didn't take it because running backs are too hard to come by in that league. Um, but what what would what do you think? Do you think it was a fair counter? Do you think his offer was fair? What do you think? I think it was fair. I mean I don't know if he I don't know how he trashed you for it, but I wouldn't know. it's fair enough to not warrant a trashing. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's not saying much to, from us it's since we never to trash work, people. It's fair enough to work off of if he was in, if he was really interested in Zeke, and and didn't absolutely hate rugs. It's it's close enough to like add a third, or you know. Yeah, exactly. Add, add when you get close more. enough to add some to add some draft picks that make the difference, then I think you should keep talking. But he didn't, so which is fine with me because I wasn't really that excited about it anyways. I just am a sucker for trading, so I always have to counter. But I didn't really love it. I'd rather just ride with Zeke and hope he blows up again, in the top five running back, which I think is plausible. I don't think it's yeah. probable, but I think it could happen. It can't be worse than last season. I think last season was his worst season of him yeah. being in the NFL. So I agree. Well. Thanks, guys, for listening to just another fantasy football podcast this week. We know that there are tons out there that listen to a ton of fantasy football podcasts, and we're happy to just be one in your queue. So go follow us on Twitter at just another FFP and subscribe to us on iTunes or SoundCloud or however you listen to this podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you get each episode. And that's it for this week with me and Aaron. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for talking. And we'll talk next week.